guys, welcome to episode 98 of the Epic Breeze Podcast. I'm Claudius, I got Jamie, and we got Chris on Skype because uh, it's mini snow apocalypse here in Georgia. Um, Dude, episode 98? Nine, nine and a half inches, man. <laughs> you got nine and a half inches? <laughs> yeah. That's the only time I can say that. <laughs> you got nine and a half inches, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. But well, yeah, we got some snow, but it's starting to clear up now, so... We decided to come out of our um, hibernation caves and podcast for you guys. Because, uh, you know, episode 98, we have three more to go, including this one, um, until we reach 100. So, Woo! that's pretty exciting. Triple digits. I know. We um, sent out an invite for anyone who's past guest and wants to be on the 100 episodes for a little host-off. We haven't done that in a while, so I figured that would be pretty fun. Um, we got two people. Oh, interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, which ones? Honestly, all I want is one, and that'll be good, but two is even better. Um, we have John Carr from Das Garage and Kevin Sweet. Stollard from Dragon Con um, video game yeah, track. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Sweet. Um, so yeah, we're here and talking about um, Thor, Just League, and uh, the new Robin costume from uh, the Titans TV show coming up on TNT, I believe, their streaming mm-hmm. app. And um, Star Wars, of course, which is like next week, right? This oh, week, yeah, Saturday, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Saturday. Yeah, today's the tenth. So yeah, three o'clock. Got our tickets. Yeah, man. And here's the Villains Fan Fest that we went to um, a couple weeks ago. So we're gonna start off with Thor and get some, uh, I guess, overviews from Chris first. Oh, sweet. All right, I loved Thor. I give it like an eight and a half. Um, great storyline. I it. Pulled from a lot of classic storylines like Planet Hulk and uh, Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. uh, hence the title. Um, didn't really care for um, – I mean it was a complete tonal shift from the first two. It kind of went towards a comedy, kind of like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy vibe, which I liked, but I wouldn't have liked it. I would have liked it more if it wasn't a complete tonal shift. Um, but, yeah. you know, that's either here or there. Um, I Hella's backstory was a little convoluted. Um, they didn't explain a couple of things, but they kind of combined like some other characters' backstories into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I overall really liked it. Um, and I won't. I don't want to monopolize it right now. We'll uh, let Jamie talk about it, and then we'll talk about his group. <laughs> I love this like toss, <laughs> t- like toss the ball to the next person approach we have this podcast episode. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good too. I felt um, it was enjoyable. Um, I liked. The different characters. I liked Valkyrie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was cool. But I don't really know a lot of the history of Thor, so I don't know what was <laughs> legit and what wasn't uh, as far as the storyline goes. But I do think, um, you know, there, there's a reasoning for why they made it a little bit lighter, similar to Guardians. Um, I, I think it's to just try to connect the different, bring all the universes together or whatever, or the, all the different characters from the different movies together for the final Infinity War or whatever. That's my thought anyway. Yeah. Claudius. Um, I enjoyed Thor. I gave it like an 8 out of 10 if we're going to do... Well, Chris did a score, so I guess I'll do a score too. Yeah, so 8 out of 10. Um, Like you said, it definitely uh, brought it back. Well, it didn't bring it back actually. It got lighter in tone, but kind of darker as in villain. So I did like Hela a lot. She's probably one of my favorite characters in the movie. Um, I like it. She's like a living weapon, weapon, guys of uh, of death, pretty much. And um, uh, the part where she breaks Mjolnir wasn't as like 
it didn't have such an impact because we saw it in the previews, so they probably should have kept that on the wraps a little bit. But um, right. still a good moment though, because him and Loki working together, that was pretty cool. And when um, <laughs> when they did like the whole Odin brothers thing, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> and they're using the blasters and things like that. So seeing him and Loki work together for like a really quick moment was awesome. But Loki's going to be Loki, so of course he tries to like trick Thor and get a get a like a leg up or whatever but i want to say he was less mischievous in this one than he was in the previous ones and he i think definitely comes around mm-hmm. and helps you know thor in the end so it's yeah. definitely uh he's not a three-dimensional or a, a one-dimensional character he definitely changes and evolves but at the same time you still have to believe he's going back to his old tricks yeah definitely because there's one part where he goes back to grab a damn what did he grab he grabs the uh, eternal flame inserters there helmet. we go yeah. Uh, yeah and and then he grabs the cube so we all know he grabs the cube um oh yeah so for you know some kind we'll of see bar- the trailer yeah for some kind of like barter for Thanos, Thanos, however you want to say it um <laughs> So yeah, but that I mean Thor overall is really enjoyable. Um Hulk was kind of a butt face, but he got better as the movie progressed. Um Poor Hulk. I know. But like they he, shot him into our well they had to shoot him in space, but they took him into space and he's been fighting battles for like two years. I know, I know. He, like he was And he knows nobody likes him. <laughs> I think he's more just like disgruntled rather than like angry at Thor. He's kinda of like, Man, you left me over here, you jerk, you know, but um, at first he was kind of a butt, but then he started to be cooler after a while. And he wanted to fight Surtur, which is awesome. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I love it because it was like, that's the one time you don't want him to smash, and he's like smashing everything. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Valkyrie, Valkyrie was a cool uh, character. I really am confused why they didn't keep Lady Sif in there. Like, I think it's okay to have two strong women characters, three strong women characters in the movie. Yeah. But um, well, I I don't like that they left one for the other. Which, I don't know what happened to Lady Sif. Dude, like, dude, I'm okay with Lady Sif not being there because you saw what happened to the Warriors Three. <laughs> yeah, I'm like they at least died. we know she can come back. Yeah. Wow. But um, yeah. speak speaking of deaths and things being hopefully undone, maybe Doctor Strange can help with that. I don't know because like Chris was kind of like, what they're gonna kill all of them, and yeah, that was kind of messed up. But um, overall though, Thor enjoyable. Um, you haven't seen it. I guess go watch it if it's in theaters. If not, definitely watch yeah. it on Blu-ray because you know it's gonna be or a dollar theater if you have one of those and, in your neighborhood. And we might do a more in-depth review when the Blu-ray comes out. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Yeah, we could. This is like a quick catch-up with all you guys because we've been kind of MIA for a couple weeks here. But um, and a lot of good stuff came out. Yeah, exactly. But um, okay. So I guess we can move on to Infinity War trailer within that because you know pretty close to each other. Um, I want to say the two after credit scenes and thor um what was the first one again chris i know the second one uh, pretty much the f- the second one okay what was the first one i forgot the first one. Oh man if we can't remember i guess we can just move on to the yeah, second one. Oh, it's the one where um the grandmaster yeah. comes out of the thing oh, he's right. like oh it's a successful rebellion because oh, like he's uh-huh. like i win too because you have to have somebody to rebel against that's true right right okay yeah which is cool jeff goldblum actually really good grandmaster he's awesome he's always awesome i love jeff goldblum oh, yeah um, and the second, uh, after credit scene, I, Chris, I guess you can go ahead and tell them since you're, oh, uh, since I'm bossy and talk about, no, no it's all good. Uh, <laughs> uh, the second one is all of Asgard is because Asgard is a people, not a place. Mm-hmm. All of Asgard is inside, um, of basically one of their giant spaceships. And so all of a sudden, like 
you know, Thor and Loki are sitting there having a little banter back and forth, and then all of a sudden, like, a shadow looms over the entire thing. Yeah. And then it winds up being, dun-dun-dun, Thanos' ship. Yeah, which looks insane. (laughs) I mean, he's, like, you can tell he is, like, a conqueror and, like, basically a a god or emperor coming Mm -hmm. after them, so. Yeah. Definitely gonna be good. Um, I guess that explains why Thor is, like, kind of floating as the Guardians see him in the first trailer we saw of um, they Infinity got War. Leaked and then yeah. taken down, and then six months later, we finally got this one. Yeah, yeah. So we can segue into that, definitely. Um, uh, okay, I guess I'll go first since I'm talking. Uh, Infinity War trailer, uh, I thought I enjoyed watching it the first time I saw it. Um, there's really cool scenes. Um, it definitely starts out with pieces of different people saying why they started the Avengers. You know why that was a, a a movement that they were a part of, and um, the narration is really intense as far as like them clipping different uh, characters saying parts to make up like a full, I guess, monologue. But um, mm-hmm. and then it segues into Thanos's uh, you know, his voice comes on, and then you know some shit's about to go down because like he is seems like he's on this journey to have fun like and that's this thing he destroys worlds and conquers just for the fun of it because it puts a smile well, on his face pretty much but um well, actually actually he does say he, he actually says that like he doesn't consider fun when it comes to like balancing the universe mm-hmm. but that this does put a smile on his face yeah so i'm thinking like if, he, if they go with the the comic book thing about it like he tries to like and i don't know if they're gonna do it or not but like he's trying to woo death and so like he offers her like half the planet or half the universe's lives like he's gonna kill half the people yeah so it's kind of that and i know they've kind of hinted that thanos is going to be on a spiritual journey in this Mm -hmm. movie so i kind of like it and i kind of like that he's got that sadistic you know i don't usually have fun in this but (laughs) i'm gonna have fun you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it's fine um uh yeah first impressions though i was um I guess it's a bit shorter than the Comic Con one that was leaked, and we didn't get to see certain things. But I get it; it's a it's, it's like an official one, so mm-hmm. they're not going to try to release all of the cool things. And of course, that gives you a reason to go to Comic Con. You know what I mean? So, if it was the exact thing, I guess they, they would feel cheated. But I w- really wish we did get to see an HD version of that. But um, <laughs> maybe we will get to see the scene soon. But um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen it. So cool things happen. Like we have uh, Black Panther comes in. Uh, we see a cool reveal of Steve Rogers, um, who's like you know has full beard now, no helmet yet. I don't think he's gonna have one. But and uh, a line that everyone keeps uh, quoting and making memes out of is "Give this man a shield." So <laughs> to have different things like give these people uh, their own TV show and give these people a spinoff from the Flash characters on TV. Like they like uh-huh. the whole trio of Killer Frost and you know the other characters uh-huh. on there. But um. Right. Cool scenes like that. I guess I'm just gonna like make this like open discussion between all three of us because we might start repeating the same thing. So, Jamie, if you have anything to add, go for it. If not, we can just keep prattling on about how cool this trailer is. Yeah, I can keep prattling. All right, Chris. <laughs> uh, definitely gonna say great trailer. Um, gives you a lot of action. Definitely shows you the how bad this movie is gonna. Not bad, like bad, Ooh. bad, but like bad as in like I'm this gonna is gonna rock. Sorry, <laughs> um, but. It kind of, and I and I agree with like what Jamie said earlier. The tonal shift uh, in Thor kind of ties it to Guardians, but I think it also gives you like a little bit of comedy before you get to this really dark place in the Marvel universe. Because mm-hmm. like it looks really bad. Like you see Tony Stark's been 
beaten pretty much. You've seen uh, most of a lot of New York has been destroyed. There's like if you watch the first trailer that was released, you know, you kind of get a feeling that maybe Spider-Man's going to like get really, really hurt. Um, you know, you get the Infinity Stone being ripped out of Vision's head. Yeah. So, you know, that's like basically what's keeping him alive. So maybe there's some death there. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and then just I just love it. And it just it's just a huge scope. And then you also get to see like a character that we've never seen before. It's not a clear picture and you only get like a maybe a second and a half of it. But um, it's the uh, it's basically one of the Black Order or hmm. the Call Obsidian, yeah, uh, which that. is Thanos's quote unquote children in the stuff that they're advertising for this movie. But really, it's his generals and his army. Yeah. And uh, we get to see Proxima Midnight, which is the one that throws the the spear. Um, so that's going to be cool. We got a new character. I did notice, though, like when they were running at when they're in Wakanda and the Avengers are running towards the camera. Yeah, that's all Captain America's team. Yeah. With the exception of Hulk and War Machine or a War Machine like person, because I don't know if it's going to be Rhodey or it might be Iron Man. You don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it was just interesting that like Captain America's team. So it's kind of like shows you like that's where they've been hiding. So I'm wondering if. Like that's going to take place at right after Thanos lands on Earth, but before all the Avengers get together. Yeah, that's true. Um, no. And the spear tossing scene you're talking about, uh, the way they clip it, it looks like she's throwing it at Steve Rogers and he catches it like a badass. So that's really awesome. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I, was like, I, I hope that's what that scene is because that'd be really cool. Um, and um, of course, I got to speak, speak on Spidey's suit. Uh, it's pretty much the movie version, I'm guessing, of the Iron Spider costume. Well, oh. actually, I was reading this article. It looks not to be necessarily the Iron Spider suit, but it's more of the um, the the current Spider-Man worldwide uh-huh. suit because it's like ba- it looks like it's based on Alex Ross's work because the the eyes light up, the chest piece lights up, and it's got protective armor, which is kind of what the current Spider-Man set is like. Yeah. But it's also kind of got a little bit of a nod to Iron Man because, you know, we obviously know that Iron Man built that suit. Right. So I don't necessarily think it's like the Iron Spider that everybody thinks it is from like Civil War. But it's, I definitely think it's more of a nod towards Alex Ross's character or design. Yeah, I'm guessing that they went that route, like I said, to be like the movie version of that because like, you know, of course, Tony built it and all that stuff. So it's like a nice like. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna say nice mixture of all of them together because right. we we don't know if, if some legs are gonna pop out of that thing. They might. Who knows? But that'd be kind of cool if it was. Um, so yeah, that was really awesome. We saw uh, Peter Parker's spider senses a little bit. Yeah. Um, when his hair started to raise and on his arm, mm-hmm. and he saw the ship, the weird like I don't know what the heck that was, but it was like it a looks, round it, thing in the it's sky, almost like a almost like a boom tube because it's like a giant circle, but mm-hmm. like. It, it appears as when it activates, that's when Thanos and his armies are going to come through. Yeah. So hopefully. Yeah. So Peter definitely like senses that, and he looks shocked. Like he looks shocked when he saw it, but they showed you like he was sensing something. So that's pretty cool that they made that part of Spidey's uh, power set or skills. Yeah, power set, I guess. Um, and I also like because it's like, how do you show his spider sense unless you do like the slow motion from the first one? Yeah. It's kind of hard to show that ability right unless you do well i guess you could theoretically do the uh the 90s animated where like the screen starts flashing weird colors <laughs> but i don't think that would work in a movie yeah <laughs> um 
So yeah, I'm guessing Spidey isn't staying on the ground level anymore. He's gonna go fight in space now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> well, well, actually, it's really weird because like it looks like most of the fighting still takes place on Earth. Yeah, definitely. Like like maybe in the air, but you're right. So maybe maybe you know maybe he's a little bit more grounded. He's he's kind of slowly working up to you know the space travels. Yeah, I I do think. Sucks. Peter's gonna die though in that first Aww. one, so I guess we'll see what happens. Um, but the good news is, Infinity Stone time, they can bring him back. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I, I I'm kind of like, I don't want. Of course, I love Spider-Man, and I don't want him to die. But it's like, is that? Do you guys think that's like a cop out? Marvel like we're gonna kill these people, but then they're gonna come back. Like you know, we have Doctor Strange. So I'm not too sure. Man, Marvel, Marvel and DC have done that. All comics have done that. Like. They've killed people, brought them back multiple times. I think they're doing it. I think they're doing it for the movie, and I think that's how the movie's going to end. Like, I think he, somebody's going to die, whether it's Captain America, Iron Man, both of them, um, Spider Man. I think somebody's going to die at the end of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Like, once Thanos gets like all of the stones, or maybe even just five of the stones, and yeah. not the Soul Stone. And then the next movie is going to be the whole. Now they have to beat him, and then they're going to reset it all. And kind of make it not okay, but you know, be like, okay, we're gonna like fix this huge, like the world's almost destroyed kind of thing. Does that bring the stakes down for you though a little bit? It kind of does for me. I would say that kind of ruins it because mm-hmm. then it like takes away the impact of those deaths. You know, it, it makes it seem like, oh well, if someone dies, like it's no big deal. Yeah, they just bring them back. It's like DBZ or something. But it's like I don't know if they're gonna have a reason why some people can't come back or I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, I guess, but. I guess because I've been reading comics for so long and like keep seeing it. And this is, this is the issue that I have with like, whatever the next, there's another like Avengers big storyline coming up. It's like, I don't know. I don't care what it's called, but like the articles are like, it's going to start off with somebody being killed. And I'm like, why does every major event have to start off with somebody being killed? Yeah. Like Civil War did it or Civil War ended with them being killed, but they killed characters in between it. The Civil War two ended with, or had characters being killed and it left and right, you know, original sin ended. And it's like every one of them has to have like a big death. And I'm like, no, do something original. Right. Yeah. Like, like have a dead character. And I posted this on Facebook, have a dead character who's been dead for a while, come back as a child and like play with that for a little while and see like what would happen if like, I'm trying to figure out somebody who's dead right now, but like say, I don't know, uh, the original Hulk is dead. Like, say he comes back and he's like a 12-year-old child about to go through puberty, and he, but he still has the Hulk powers. Like, yeah. I think that would be an interesting storyline for a year or two to just see how it plays out. Right, As yeah. opposed to let's kill somebody just because, oh, we have to have an event. We have to kill somebody. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see how they approach it for the movie. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll see how I feel about it after people die or come back and don't come back. Yeah. But, um, and it's entirely possible they may kill somebody and maybe – when they try to bring them back, like maybe like the soul stone gives them the option and they may decide not to come back. Right. Like say maybe Iron Man, if Robert Downey Jr. is done, like maybe he dies and then like they try to bring him back and he's like, no, I'm at peace. You know, I've, I've saved the world. I've, you know, I've just, I've endangered the world. I've saved the world. I just want to be gone. Yeah. Which Tony's too selfish to do that, but I guess we'll see how that works. Well, I know, but I'm just saying like maybe like (laughs) something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, I just think but it's that, just would, that would show character development. Yeah, it kind of does. I hope they don't bring everyone back. I hope, really hope they do bring 
Peter back, of course, because he's brand new to the universe. But yeah. speaking of people brand new to the universe, which kind of relates to this, but not really. Um, Disney worked out a deal with Fox, so X Men might be a thing mm-hmm. so as part of the Marvel universe. Out. Yeah, they're, they're. I think they're almost there. So if, hey, they work it out because of Avengers Infinity War is not mm-hmm. out yet or the second part's not out yet, yeah. maybe when they bring back everybody or bring people back, that would be like the spark of the mutant genes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then they could re- that would be a nice way of rebooting X-Men without having to like right. do their own side stories. Yeah. Huh. And they released Phoenix Pictures uh, oh, yeah. this week, so that was really cool. Sophie Turner yeah. is uh, Jean Grey slash Dark Phoenix. But, and that's on our Instagram, uh, courtesy of Entertainment Weekly. Thank you. That's a pretty good. Uh, I like the way they're doing. They're showing how they're going to do that with her because she. Yeah, that's cool. that whole. She's burning away, but still like there kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. That's some cool um, imagery that they use. But um, all right, cool. So we're all looking forward to Avengers: Infinity War. And um, all right, cool. Uh, next we got what? Uh, Justice League. Justice League. Justice League. The other in ensemble, uh, superhero movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh no! Uh, I like Justice League. Um, even though I missed the first part of Justice League because I had to go <laughs> use the bathroom, I think, or I was getting soda or something. I don't know, Steve. But I was and, outside. I think you're going to the bathroom. But it's better to miss the first part than it is to miss the last part. Because remember, I missed the entire like major or the last major battle with uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> I was like, you didn't leave during Justice League. Yeah, I missed yeah. Batman fighting. Um, um, a... Well, he just captured like some guy who was like breaking into like a house or something like that. Yeah, it was no big deal. But it's Batman. I know. Was he? Was he perched? He was perched. Oh he did man! Perch Seriously? He Dang. did, and then he did the using the grappling hook to like <gasps> move around a little bit. Are you serious, dude? A little bit. We have movie pass. I'm gonna go watch that again by myself <laughs> if I need to, just to see that scene. No, um, I want to go so, see it again. What's your rating? So Justice League. Um. You guys are going to hate me. <laughs> I give Justice League like an eight. Really? Yeah. Same as Thor? Eight, <laughs> eight and a half. I enjoy Justice League. Okay. I thought it was okay. good. Okay. I don't know if it's, if it's the fact that it's a brand new team and that might have piqued my interest a little more. I'm like, uh-huh. whoa, we get to see Wonder Woman, you know, save a, a bank, save, save these people from like a bank robbery. Like, I've never seen that before. So it's yeah. like so cool to see her in action doing that. You know what I mean? So yeah. just not like in a big major battle. Right. Just like going around saving people. And just seeing her like be part of the league, you know, yeah. just seeing her like have new friends and things like that. So I don't know. I just, I guess I, I'm, I got enjoyment seeing these DC heroes that I've, I get liked. it. It's new. Yeah. So like I appreciated that. Um, Overall, the movie was really good. I mean, I liked it. it. Overall, I enjoyed it. Like, I wasn't, I didn't come out of theater like disappointed or people saying it sucked. It didn't yeah. suck to me. Like, I thought it was a good movie. So, right. um, they had did have like parts where I was like, eh, but I do like the Superman part. But I do realize that he came back to life, and that was a big deal. So you kind of have to give him his shine when he does that because yeah. you know that was like, because to me, as much as I don't like Superman, which I do like. Man, Steel Superman, because I think he's more grounded in that one. But um, as much as uh, I, I guess I'm not too fond of the character. I've never been a big Superman fan, so. But I, I, I do think he got like the short end, uh, by not having a Superman too. Like he's just kind of like his story is being pieced together within these other yeah. movies. You know what I mean? So that's kind of stupid to me. He like I think Superman deserves yeah. his own movie, a sequel. You know what yeah. I mean? So, or a sequel. Sorry, my voice got kind of weird. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, so I, I get why they had to give him that time to shine and kind of be with Lois a little bit and see his mom and stuff like that. So, but um, I I thought Steppenwolf was really cool though, as far as like people hating on him as a villain. Like I thought he was, I thought he was pretty awesome. Like I mean, I enjoyed the battles between him and the and the whole league. And uh, Flash was one of my favorites because he did kind of um bring some light to the darkness. Uh, you can tell that Joss did put his humor into that movie towards the end of it. Because, um, like, you see Superman joking around and Cyborg joking around, stuff like that. Even Batman's joking around, which is actually pretty cool. But, but like, the way he does it is so brooding that it's just funny because <laughs> he still has that Batman voice. But, right. um, <laughs> uh, what else? Um, I guess um, my least favorite, if I'm going to have to pick one, is still going to be Aquaman. Like, I'm, I'm not to say that he sucks. He's an awesome hero, but of the. Of all of them, I'd probably have to pick him as, like, the league's favorite. But, um, what else? I wouldn't say about Justice League. Um, I thought the ending was really cool. The ending ending battle. The fact that Batman was going to make that big sacrifice to save the city and do the right thing. That was, like, very Batman-like. Um, you can tell this Batman definitely has some mileage on him. And he knows, like, the stakes of things. And, um, I like the way they tease, like him and Diana kind of having something, but not to the point where it's like in your face type of thing. They admire each other, but not going to be like, we're going to go make out somewhere. Like nothing like that. You know what I mean? So that's pretty cool. Um, Superman's return was was really funny at one point because like, you know, the whole flash scene, Chris, when he's like, he's super surprised that Superman can see him running. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So that was really good. Yeah. But um, overall though, yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't want to like keep, keep going on about it because I know you guys want to say stuff about it too. So I guess Chris or Jamie, go next. Go, oh, Jamie. I'm writing. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. Not as much as you. I'd give it probably like a seven, seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I had everybody complained about the CGI for like Jim Caviezel's or the mustache. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, the mustache. I was trying to remember <laughs> his actor's name. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't remember actors' Sorry. names. But the guy who played Superman, Superman? they like CGI his like Henry his, Cavill. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Jim Caviezel is somebody. I just can't remember. Like Jim Caviezel was Hulk, and he was Jesus at one point. So. That's kind of a yeah. Superman, right? Yeah. But anyway, bypassing all that, like I didn't have a problem with that part of the CGI because to me it, it was a little weird, but it didn't look near as weird as like Steppenwolf. Like every time Steppenwolf's close up and face was talking, his looked a little bit off to me. Um, and then the CGI where. Superman actually was fighting looked like a video game at times. So okay. that's my only real problem with it. Yeah. I also, my only real problem with the plot was in the middle of the uh, nuclear plant, there's a pillar of metal and Steppenwolf like puts the mother boxes in there like ceremoniously. And I'm like, is this, they don't explain this at all. Like, why is this a ritual <laughs> and why is it being, why is this pillar just sitting in the middle of the building? Oh yeah. But they mm-hmm. kind of skipped over that, but it's okay. I enjoyed it. Um, I liked how they did the history of it. It was very Lord of the Rings ish mm-hmm. when they were like, and the, everybody came together and the, the brotherhood of man attacked. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, we broke up everything. We gave the ring of power to the elves and the ring of power to the, to the dwarves and ring of power <laughs> to the man. And I'm sitting there yeah. going, Obviously, it's the mother boxes, but I'm sitting there. That's in my head going like, oh, this is exactly like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then, of course, well, thanks what, for ruining the, Chris. Well, 
all. If you didn't watch it, that's not my problem. <laughs> Actually, that's not even like a spoiler. It's just like <laughs> the very just beginning kidding. of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like it really happened. Yeah. And then like the best thing that men can do is bury it in a hole. Right. I'm like, <laughs> you had Green Lanterns. Why couldn't the Green Lanterns take it to Oa? Which I love that they did that, that they had the Green Lanterns. Even though they died, I love that they had them in there because yeah. it like, is setting them up for in the future. But I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going – and it's like, what are we going to do with this awesome power? Uh, let's dig a hole and bury it. Right. Because <laughs> you know? men are dumb. So, yeah, <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little bad. Yeah. Um, I like how, like you said, um, Batman's getting too old for it, and he recognizes that, which is a great way of them, like, because we know Robin has existed in this universe, so it's a great way for maybe they could bring in, I know in the Batman they're talking about replacing Ben Affleck in the Batman movie yeah um so my opinion is that would be a good and i don't know uh, obviously they probably already written the script and everything but in my opinion that would be a good place to like start with him and then have him pass the mantle of the batman to the nightwing his first robin i think that would be a good way of transitioning to a new batman in the dcu without being like oh we're just gonna recast and work with it i don't know like shouldn't like robin be present first before that could happen well like and no, I don't necessarily believe Robin has to. I think Nightwing could come or in Nightwing. and help. Like if Batman needed help with Robin, with catching some major villain, then Robin or Nightwing could show up. And it's already been established that he's older, so Robin, Nightwing would exist. I think they're and doing. Then, sorry, I had to cut you off, Chris. Sorry. I think they're doing a Nightwing movie, so that might be something. Hmm. Possibly. I'll say, I'm I just saying, feel like, like he'd have to like exist first and be like a mm-hmm. stable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone that everybody like knows who he is at least. Yeah. Like not just show up in the movie and be like, okay, now you're Batman. I will say this though, like, I'm, 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 not, sorry, Chris, one time. I thought the one thing I will say, I'm always cutting you off because you're not here, but um, so I apologize. <laughs> but one thing I didn't like about Justice League is that I didn't feel as close to the characters as I wanted to, like Flash and yeah. Aquaman and people like that, because like I didn't get to see them in their solo movie, so I wish they would have done that first. But anyway, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, that's how DC has been doing it, so they could potentially just bring it in and just be like, this is already existing, and Nightwing already exists as a hero, and if they do a Nightwing movie by itself, that could be like a prequel backstory kind of thing to establish him as a character after the fact. Because, you know, DC is trying to, in my opinion, trying to play catch-up. So, but I don't know. That to me, that'd be the easiest way of recasting Batman than just being like, "Oh, we're just gonna recast it." And nobody, and it, because if you just recast it without any kind of explanation, then it kind of becomes like the old Batman movies, where it's like every <laughs> yeah. time you get a new Batman, you get a new actor in it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I overall enjoyed the movie. Um, I would, I liked the the ending uh post credit scenes where we have a, a oh Legion God. of Doom set up. Dude, that's, uh, that's, that's gonna best, be pretty cool. That's like one of the best parts of the movie. True. <laughs> and Deathstroke looks like on point. Like I liked Arrow's Deathstroke, but I think this one dude steps it up a little bit more. Although I, I saw a picture and it showed the two Deathstrokes together. Mm-hmm. Like one and then like the other one behind it. They they did an eye patch on the left eye on one and the right eye on the other. Oh, they did? <laughs> and I'm sitting there going... That's weird. <laughs> Which one is it supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, I think it's his, I think it's his left eye. If See, I'm... I'm thinking it's his right eye. Oh, okay, sorry. But I don't know. Maybe I mean, they I just, just like, to... they were both did confused. a mirror image. Could be. Yeah. Who knows? Like, well, I'm trying flopped, to picture the... Uh, accidentally. Yeah. I'm trying to picture the, uh, the mask and... 
I think the white part like is on the left side, which would mm. be like where his actual eye would be, I would think. Okay. But I don't know. Whoever I, I, is in charge of that costume design for Deathstroke, though, man, I'm like super impressed. Like, it looked like really good, really, really good. I was one part of the best movie costumes I've seen, even though we saw it for like maybe like what two minutes, probably. Maybe not less even than that, that, I don't think. But like, it was, up close, you probably saw it for like 45 seconds. Yeah, it was awesome though. And when he took the mask off, and yeah, it was really good. So definitely, definitely can't wait to see that. Uh, my other thing is like when they do an Aquaman movie, mm-hmm. like in the in Justice League, they don't talk like underwater. Like Mira has to like actually form the water spell mm-hmm. around them so that she, they could talk. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how they're gonna do aquaman because you know like a good bit of the movie is gonna have to take place underwater yeah of course so i'm just wondering how they're gonna do that and like the director even said we're not doing the water bubble thing so i'm like oh mm, okay. i wonder how they're gonna pull that off then subtitles no <laughs> I, don't, I hope not <laughs> we, have, like, we have to read in the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. although if they speak old atlantean i guess you could justify it then yeah i, I yeah. will say i do like mira she was awesome her scene was like her scene was badass and she was fighting Steppenwolf, so I do I did enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I loved uh, uh, Clark Kent's mother. Um, she was just like perfect, the straight man when she was talking to Lois, and she's like, "Yeah, Clark always said you were the thirstiest woman." And I'm like, <laughs> Boston out laughing. Yeah, I know. And then she's like, "Hungry, hungry woman." Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I was like, "Oh," but yeah, that was funny. Oh, yeah, I guess both of them are kind of true. I was like, "Oh, slang, making your way into these movies." <laughs> um, and she's not hip with the youngsters' lingo. Yeah, I guess not. But um, overall, good movie though. What, yeah. what do you think, Jamie? Did I you agree. say something about it yet? No. Okay. <laughs> you want to give us? Yeah, a it's pretty much covered most of it. Okay. Um, but no, I, I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think I was going to like it going into it originally. Okay, cool. So, pleasant surprise. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was bothered by the CGI on Superman, though. Mm, you were? His mustache or okay. whatever. Because like, I was like, he looks weird. Yeah, like, he didn't look like He didn't look like the same person. I thought it was a different person. <laughs> yeah, he did. I was like, why does he look so funky? Yeah. Um, so that, I didn't, because I didn't know about the CGI. And I was, because we were talking about it afterwards. And I was like, what is wrong with his face? Yeah. Like, So even Jamie knows, even when she didn't even know the backstory about the mustache stuff. So Yeah, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> um... But I, I don't know. I expect the CGI on, like, Steppenwolf, like, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of Superman either, so I don't <laughs> care about it. <laughs> Got it. Well, I will say, I like that they kind of gave him a little bit of moment and showed that, you know, when you, even Aquaman was like, well, when you bring him back, something's going to be missing. Maybe not his mind, but right. maybe his soul. Yeah. And it kind of got that whole holy crap, they're playing with life and death. Is this something that is really worth it? I mean, we all knew he was coming back. Yeah. But it's like, is it really that worth it? And it was, it was interesting. And then, um, my favorite scene though, is when, when they're all sitting around talking and Aquaman's like confessing, like all this stuff, like I've never been part of a team and, and this, that, and the other. And he's like, and she's cute. And then like, you realize that he's sitting on Wonder Woman's lasso and it's yeah. just like hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. Like I said, like Superman needed time to shine. So I guess they gave him that moment cause he's not getting in another movie anytime soon. So, yeah, Yay, Superman. Right. <laughs> All of his sequels are like pieces of older movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. So moving on to Titans and Robin costume. Um, so the Robin costume for the TNT live action Teen Titans slash just Titans show released like uh, what a few weeks ago. I want to say 
Um, the design looks really cool. The actor in the costume looks like he could be a good Robin. Um, I do think the Robin costume looks like um, close to um, a little bit of like it takes a little bit of like the Arkham series where it's kind of armor and not just like cloth or spandex. So that's really cool. Um, and uh, I, I think he's going to start out as Robin and he's going to move into being Nightwing. Um, so he's going to be changed a little bit as the series goes on. So we haven't seen mm-hmm. anything for Raven yet, but you know, Raven's in it, Beast was in it, Starfire is in it. So, but I, I do like the tone of the costume. Like we were just talking about it before we start recording, it looks really good for a TV um, costume. Like I mean, it looks really impressive. So yeah, it almost looks movie quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does. Whoever did that did a really good job. Um, it definitely goes with the, the DC movie universe look, which is which is really cool. So um, yeah. I'm just afraid that? of I'm just afraid of how much money they're gonna have to sink into Beast Boy and Nightwing or not Wing, uh, Beast Boy and Starfire and yeah. Raven when she starts using like her demon powers like yeah, if I she know. ever goes full on dark side you know it's gonna be it's gonna be expensive to do but because it's not on the T is not on it's gonna be on their streaming service you said yeah that's what they said uh, TNTs I guess so see thing. I'm hoping it's it's one of those things where it's like they don't have to like worry about commercials to make up for money and stuff so yeah that's true maybe like it'll be like Netflix and they'll be able to get away with a little bit more yeah um, and it'll hopefully be able to go on for a couple of seasons but and he has the staff which is cool I think it's all black in that picture so um, yep. we haven't seen the full body picture of this costume yet but from what we see it looks really cool like I'm impressed with it <laughs> what would you do if like they gave him like the the green <laughs> spandex under, underwear underneath and like and, that's it and like and like the Peter like, Pan oh. shoes <laughs> <laughs> he's like no he's just he's just wearing like the green briefs and like the green uh boots and i was like business on top party on bottom <laughs> that'd be hilarious oh, oh man oh, no. but I, I think in the first season we will see him as robin so because i like robin more than i like nightwing i'll be honest I, about that honestly but. with the money they're putting into that suit i hope they do robin for a couple of seasons and then transform him into into nightwing, nightwing. yeah that'd be awesome um, Which really, I think that could be a good way of like transitioning a character. I mean, it's obviously I don't think it'll be tied to the movies at all, but that could be a good way to like revive people. And then mm-hmm. like if they may move him into Nightwing that way, then when the movie comes out, yeah, if they put in Nightwing there, then you don't have to necessarily explain it. Yeah, that's because true. then people will be like, oh yeah, on this show, Robin becomes Nightwing, and that's who that is. That's you know that's the first Robin. Okay, right? Yeah, because it, it is Dick Grayson. So um, this Robin is Dick Grayson. So. Uh, and if there's a Robin, there has to be a Batman. So Bruce Wayne is somewhere in this universe. We know that Oliver Queen mentions Bruce Wayne in uh, a speech this um, this Arrow season. I haven't been keeping up with that as much as I wanted to, but yeah. So he's in the universe in some in some way. So right. Well, and again, this is like a separate universe to my understanding but again yeah they they've already established that with like supergirl they can just do like little nods Mm -hmm. you don't have to bring in the powerhouses right like you don't have to have bruce wayne in every episode yeah you just have you know him him communicating with you know a bruce wayne look a lot you know somebody who's playing bruce wayne yeah maybe maybe you could put a cowl on him every once in a while if you wanted to and then have him communicating with batman but yeah i don't i don't think that's really necessarily 
required. Yeah, as long as you just have the Bruce Wayne persona established. Yeah, and you know, Titans need to shine on their own. So I think this is hopefully going to be their moment, and the series is good. I'll be watching. I'm not too sure if it comes out next year or 2019. Maybe late next year, I think. But we'll we'll see. I'm hoping. What if they did like in the like the pilot episode is like there's a party and you like you see Bruce Wayne and like Dick Grayson at the party. And then, like, something happens, and, like, that's when he breaks off and, you know, goes to foil whatever it is going on. And then that's kind of like the introduction to where you have established Bruce Wayne, but you can, like, have the Titans take care of the issue. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. Definitely looking forward to the pilot. Um, So that's it on the Robin costume. Anything you want to add, Jamie? Impressed no. by it? It looks cool. <laughs> yeah, he looks awesome. I um, just want to know who this guy is. I'm going to have to go do some research to see what it make sure he can act i'm sure he can but <laughs> yeah check it I, just, out. I just want i don't want to be like oh my god he looks so cool and then have he'd be like yeah i'm batman you know <laughs> i doubt he'd be like that <laughs> i don't think cast if he was like that but, uh, what if they did though that'd be horrible be like we'll fix it in post that'd and they forget ter- to fix it in post <laughs> that'd be terrible like like how roy got shocked by the fence and then Oliver walked away and never saved him in the episode of Arrows. <laughs> he just walked away and left his body somewhere. Oh, yes, so much fun. Um, anyway, um, Star Wars this week. Um, we're all excited. We have our tickets. We've had our tickets for like months now. Thanks, yes, Chris, for helping us out with those tickets. We appreciate it. Um, you are very welcome. I'm glad we were able to get all the tickets together. Dude, me too. So I'm excited about Star Wars. Um, I don't know what else I can say. I didn't want to see any more previews because I'm just ready to watch the movie at this point. But um, rumors going around about Ray might be going to the, a dark side, not Aww. the dark side. She might be going to look for her purpose in another direction. Um, and Kylo might be neutral. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just like ready to just watch it and stop speculating. What do you guys think about Star Wars? Uh, same. Yeah. Chrissy, got anything well, to add to that? I, wa- I watched the last trailer, so, I mean, the editing definitely indicates that she's, like, looking towards the dark side. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of the trailer or how how much do you want me to tell you about what happened in the trailer. Um, well, we have, like, what, five minutes? So you can just tell what you can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I just don't want to ruin anything. Like, anymore, what but... you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Just just uh, just say whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I will say, and, of course, anytime they do a trailer... It's always one of those – it's almost like a combo cover where you can see a really cool combo cover and then you flip it open and it had nothing to do with the story. <laughs> yeah. I think that happens with trailers a lot. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that's kind of the case, that they're kind of misdirecting you. But in the trailer, like Luke talks about how he's ne- he's only seen this type of raw power one time before and he – like it didn't scare me then, but it does now. Yeah. Uh, which kind of indicates, you know, part of the Last Jedi thing, you know, that he's the sole person left. Right. Um, and he's kind of afraid of doing the training. Right. And then later on in the same – trailer like they're indicating that like she Ray's talking to uh kylo ren and she's talking to him and it's like somebody need i I need somebody to show me my place in all this so it kind of indicates that like maybe because luke doesn't want to teach her maybe she's going to find her own way and she goes to find her own way with the only other quote-unquote jedi or force user that she knows right which would be kylo ren um now we do know that she gets kidnapped or she gets um, captured by Snoke because Snoke does torture her in the trailer. I didn't um, know that. Not awesome. sure. Sorry. So maybe I mean that could be a potential. Like she went to Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren took her to Snoke. It's entirely possible. Maybe Snoke caught her and then like Kylo saves her and like maybe Kylo has been disenfranchised by the 
dark side and maybe he's going to try to teach her the light side that he knows and the dark side that he knows, which creates the gray Jedi. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. Um, we do know that she's probably going to be done with the Star Wars universe after episode nine. Yeah. Uh, they've indicated that the new trail, the new trilogy that's been signed off on, um, a lot of people are like, oh, it should be, you know, the Knights of the Old Republic, you know, thousands of years beforehand. And we start to we see the beginnings of the Jedi. And mm-hmm. then, you know, some of the people are like, oh, no, it should be way after. And it should have nothing to do with the Luke Skywalker family. The directors kind of indicated that it's not going to be Knights of the Old Republic, which I hate because I think the Knights of the Old Republic would be amazing to watch. Yeah, that'd be cool. And you could see the founding of things. Um, and they've also established in Rogue One the Guardians of the Wills which was the original like title of Star Wars and everything it was supposed to be about. And the original Jedi like used those teachings yeah. and then eventually became the Jedi, kind of split off and became the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think that you know, Knights of the Old Republic would be really cool to see that shift where you know you see how all the the guardians of the wills and then you see that breaking off and becoming the jedi and the, and even the and then eventually the breaking off and becoming the jedi and the sith which then leads us to star wars and up to what we're at now and maybe if that's the case if they would do that then maybe if she becomes a gray jedi and like combines the force light and dark again that is kind of a complete full circle story yeah plus we haven't seen any like badass lightsaber duels since like episode three so that'd be awesome <laughs> i don't know i mean yeah it's gonna be amazing to see because it's like it's cool um but I, and, and you're right it's like they got really they started out in episode one and it was like okay and then better and then oh my god and then three kind of drops down but that's because of the timing of everything and then it got better and got better and yeah and then the this last one force awakens there was no real lightsaber battle except for between ray and untrained mm-hmm. jedi and Kylo. even finn who was an untrained, not force user to my knowledge, yeah. against this guy who's been trained by Luke freaking Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so so I, I like I, I like that they're indicating that like Ray could at least hold her on her or hold her own because of her innate power in the force. Yeah. That's true. But so, um I guess we'll find out this Saturday at three PM. Well, and I guess we'll have to do a little review. I, I think we should for our next um for our next podcast that'd be awesome so because we have what two more to go after this and then we got 100 yep. but um so okay star wars saturday 3 p.m everybody's excited and jamie is like not really caring right now um but that's because she you know <laughs> they <laughs> like star wars no, no, so okay uh heroes and villains fan fest we went to heroes and villains fan fest atlanta like a few weeks ago and um which was awesome it's a really nice little con that kind of gives you a more personal experience with people that you like on TV. Um, I will say it's, it's mostly a DC con right now, but um, we did get to meet some really awesome people. I got to meet Katrina Law, which was amazing, and she's such a sweet person. And she's like really, uh, she's really humble and she's really playful, which I really like that about she her. Was so, really sweet. and she's like super hilarious, and she loves donuts, by the way. So, next time <laughs> I'll hook her with some donuts. But um, and shout out to Dave Solo, who was um 
pretty much the host of the panels um, on the live stage, which we got which to see. Which is basically all we watched because we loved them. Yeah. yeah, the interviews. Yeah, those are awesome. So we got to see David Mazuz. Hope I'm saying your name correctly. And we got, um, to be, we got to be within, what, would you say maybe six feet? Yeah, probably. At, at most. Yeah. For most of them, at least six feet. We definitely so, do. So, yeah, we got some really good shots. I still need to get the... Um, Mm. My cell phone picture. No, I got. Yeah. I, I need to get the cell phone pictures over to you. We need to put them on Facebook. Cause, yeah, definitely. You know, we suck at doing that. Not really. We just had like a lot going on. I mean, the pictures from the Nikon takes a little bit longer to edit because they're not cell phone pictures. You know what I mean? So. Right. But um, uh, Robin Lord Taylor, Drew Powell, who's now Solomon Grundy in Gotham, and um, I don't know. Shout out to Alex Bailiff too. He went with us. So thanks, yep. Alex. That was a fun weekend. We got um, to stalk. Uh, Bet. <laughs> oh god! I don't know Records. why you put that out there. <laughs> like, hey, we got to see her. We got to meet her, uh, and we got to pass on the the podcast card to her and uh, David Mazul. David. Ah, crap, I, David. David. David, and I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to try. Um, and uh, uh, Drew Peters. I said Powell. No. <laughs> Drew Powell. No, who's Solomon Grundy? Drew Powell. Drew Powell. I just said his oh, name I'm earlier. I, I established <laughs> you are terrible in names. Yeah, I've told you. That's why whenever Claudia's well, don't like, try. Oh, check out this hot <laughs> chick, I'm like, okay, yeah. give me a character. Who is she? And when he tells me a character, I'm like, okay, I got it. She's hot. Yeah. But but overall, though, Heroes and Villains was a good con. If you guys are in Atlanta and you want to go to like a chill con in like when it's cooler and it's at the World Congress Center, um, Pretty nice, man. Like, not as expensive. You can go one day. You can go both days all weekend. We had a pass that nobody wanted, which is really yeah. weird. But uh, we're, we're trying to give that thing away, and nobody wanted to go, which is really well, weird. And the beautiful part is, is, unlike Dragon Con, these guys do deals, like, all year round. Like, mm-hmm. they've been doing Christmas deals where it's like, buy one, get one free. Buy yep. three, get them at half price. Yeah. We When, when Star Wars Day, May 4th, was – that's when we bought our tickets. It was mm-hmm. buy one, get three free. Yeah. Which – I mean, I'm sitting there thinking maybe it's because they're trying to get, like, attendance in the door. But, like, it was pretty, pretty packed, packed yeah. for, for the second year that they've done it. And, like I said, easy, cheap. Um, <laughs> the food is expensive as get out. For some reason, I thought he was going to say easy, cheesy. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't like food in my brain, I guess. But um, nope. don't forget we got to I see Rick. Just talking about a girl. Probably. We got to see Rick Flair, which he was awesome. We Yes, and we got to see David Ramsey, and he yes. was he was an awesome he interview was awesome too. too. Yes. So a lot of people there. Um, it's just a nice little con, and like you get to get closer to people and actually talk to them. Yeah. Well, cool. and then they have their big panels, and then they have their individual the live stage, We're and gonna... like everybody goes to the big panel, which I get. I like. I mean, you can see and interview or listen to like everybody on the stage talking, mm-hmm. but the live panels. And I hate to give the secret away is where it's at because again you're literally six feet away, yeah. And like you can interact. Like, I mean, Alex was like interacting with Dave and uh, Emily, and like, you know, they were like talking back to him and being like, you know, interacting and like making fun of him at times. So it's like that was just you don't get that experience at most cons. I was just gonna say that we got we went to the. Um the panel with uh katrina law and his huh? name <laughs> that plays. oh manu manu yes. bennett yeah i couldn't yeah. remember his name yeah um, at least she didn't try <laughs> but that was really cool too he's really cool i got to ask him a question i won't say what it is but um 
it's not like anything personal, but we're kind yeah. of going over time right now. But um, he was really passionate and really personal when he talks to you and he answers a question. He looks at you as well as he can in your face and definitely connects. So he's a really awesome person um, to talk to. And he gets really deep with it. And you can tell he appreciates yeah. everything that all the love people show him. So. And he taught all the little kids to dance. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was actually on their on their Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So that was really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed here here's the villains. I, I would I would go back. It's just a really yeah. like I said. I keep repeating this, but it's a really chill convention. Very low key. And, very and, easy. <laughs> yeah. And it's also it's hosted by the people who do Walker Stalker Con. So if mm-hmm. you're into um, Walking Dead. They do that, so, and you can get the same deals, like buy one, get one free through them. And like I said, Dave, uh, David Solo was amazing. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, and, and he likes us. So Yeah, thanks, Dave. We appreciate it. Definitely a humble guy and a nice guy. Like, he actually talked to us, and we got a picture with him, which was pretty badass. But, and he had and a really he cool to, And he was, he was helping that, uh, that one girl get, like, experience with, like, being on the stage and stuff because, like, that's what she wants to go into. So yeah, it was, was really cool because, like, a lot of places would have been like, well, no, he he got to get ready for the next interview, this, that, and the other. But he, like, took the time out to, like, mm-hmm. you know, let her practice, see how it would feel. Yeah, so definitely. It was pretty cool. And I will say his blazer that um, he got the Joker drawn on drawn on by Rob Pryor, that was awesome. Rob Pryor is yes. a really talented artist, too. He did a Pennywise live at, at the – um. Dude. At a convention, and I think he did a Stranger Things one also, which yeah. was really cool. Yes. But that video is on our Instagram, so you can check it out at Reese Podcast. Um, follow Dave Solo, too. Um, he has a podcast. Uh, I, um, my mind is, like, not here right now to give you the name, but we will link it on our Facebook. Um, hopefully, we can have him on as a guest sometime. But uh, I think we're going to wrap it right there after we talk about our um, – hiatus okay. <laughs> so we're gonna go on um after the 100th episode which will be two weeks from now we're gonna go on like a two-month hiatus yep. for a little bit and do some rebranding of the podcast um we have a, like a lot of things we had planned that we didn't get a chance to actually execute this first 100 episodes so which includes like a website and um getting a few sponsors and things like that and also um a few new segments chris has one my friend cj hopefully is gonna have one about anime because he loves anime, so that'd be cool. I feel I think like I dropped the ball on anime for these last couple <laughs> episodes, but um, so yeah, we're gonna try to um keep the episodes a bit more concise, I believe, a bit more mm-hmm. brief, dare we say, but um, <laughs> epically brief, yeah, epically brief. And we're gonna go, we're leaving SoundCloud, guys. <laughs> a moment of silence, yeah, we're leaving SoundCloud and we're gonna go somewhere <laughs> else. Um, to host our podcast still deciding what that is but i think we decided where we're gonna go but um i don't want to say that yet until we actually decide officially yeah. yeah so soundcloud thanks for everything for the three years two and a half years um we need something more podcast centered i guess yeah, you can say it's just not the right yeah but for independent it's not you it's us yeah <laughs> <laughs> but for independent artists and you know people like that who are, who are trying to make music definitely soundcloud is the way it's affordable and um they give you some good stats and stuff like that, but just not. We tried it for a while, just didn't work yeah, out. I think so. it's definitely great for music, just not for podcasts. Yeah, so we're gonna, you know, do our thing. And Battlegrounds uh, Games and Comics is gonna be our um, sponsor, one of them. So officially, so I can, I can definitely say they are. Yeah, and um, they have a podcast coming out. Uh, gonna be this week, so you might hear this the day after theirs launches, but it's gonna be launched on the twelfth of December. So definitely check those out. It's called the BG Podcast Battlegrounds. Uh, sorry, BG Gamecast. 
Um, so yeah, that's going to be exciting. Shout out to Mike and Jason on that. And Terry, who does their promos, which is, are all is really hilarious. Yeah, so look out for that and tune in for that for some cool like Magic the Gathering talk and video games. And they talk about movies too. I think they touched on a little bit of everything. But mm-hmm. definitely board games and card games is what their passion is, I think. so. Sweet. But um, if you guys have anything to add, like I know Chris has a segment. He's going to do his comic book thing. Um, I'm not going to like ruin that too much. I know you're going to. Ah, it's ruined. No, I'm going to work on that for the next few months, right? I guess it's going to start soon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we're, we're planning on going on hiatus and coming back in March at some point. And by then I should have, you know, enough episodes to keep us going for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, little mini segments. Yeah. Um, just get your fix between the epic briefs podcast episodes yeah definitely we have a hundred to pick from listen to all of them a few times um and we're actually on itunes slash apple podcast so you know you can, you can listen on there if you don't do soundcloud leave a cool response or tell us what's up if you like it if not you know Re- yeah review us a little bit on itunes and let us know what you know you think yeah that'd be awesome thank you guys for listening and i guess we're going to call this one here we went over 15 minutes i was going to try to keep this one like a bit shorter <laughs> Well, we're working on it. We did really good, though, I think. We got a lot covered, and you guys did a good job. And Chris not being in the room makes it a bit hard to keep yeah. time. But um, right. but it worked out. So thank you guys for listening. You know where we are, Instagram, Facebook, Epic Breeze Podcast, SoundCloud, Epic Breeze Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Epic Breeze Podcast, and we're on Twitter. I need to get better at Twittering. Twittering. Tweeting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Epic Breeze Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Later.